Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 90. That's a big number. TJ Watt, uh, what JPP uh, has one hand episode. Um, well, let's get right into it. Let's address the, the podcast. So first of all, last week was a diesel episode. We went a long time. We realized that's probably, that format's probably not going to work. So we changed the format. We're going to try to change this entire podcast to be more of an open flowing conversation uh, with with loose topics that we all want to talk about. We're not going to touch on every game, but we're going to touch on some big stories from the week. Uh, we think that's going to be more conducive. Uh, so let's start with winners and losers, as we always do. Winners and losers, wasted takes, our list guys slash movie season thing will keep going. And then, you know, that that's all the, the normal stuff. Um, so we'll start with winners and losers. Our poll is unresolved. I wasn't aware of what time we were going to be recording. So we've got an hour and a half left, but at the time of recording, Cameron is leading, uh, with 42%. No, it's tied. I have cam up 42% of the vote. I got cam up 42 as well. Tucker, your, your polls are always messed up or you're just lying. So I just, Oh no, I got cam up. Okay. All right. Someone just voted for him. Cam is up right now. Uh, so we'll I give him a tentative for myself. win. We'll give him a tentative win. And, uh, what? Cam, are you, st- are you talking? You're like so quiet. I see nine votes. I see You're nine. talking about me? Yeah, I see nine votes. Okay. Uh, all right. 45. Polls, polls unresolved. Cam's up right now. Um, so uh, another winner for Cam. The Zach Wilson bus talk is hot, um, but perhaps a loser for Cam in New York football, which was brought up by Dylan. Uh, New York football is 0-4, and the Giants have done terribly since the boat picture, Cam. Any response? Um, the last game was a hoax. He wasn't offside. I cried. Um, I don't I, – I want to say we're, we're – Going up, but I don't know if we are. This is a huge game as the Falcons. We're favored, and I think we need to we need to molly Um So not not only is it just this week or this year that the Giants are 0-2, the Jets are 0-2, but since 2017 combined, they are one and 19 in the first two games. That's wow. not what you want. That's not what you want. <laughs> um, Speaking of the the Giants, Taylor Heineke led Washington to a win. So Tucker, you get a dub there. Tentative Big dub. Up. Tentative dub. You said he'd make the playoffs, so we're still a long way from that. But he's on his way. Played well. Uh, winner, our Twitter. Our Twitter's been more active this week, boys. We've been putting an effort to to be more active on the Twitter. And, you know, we've been getting some engagement, some banger tweets. Tucker had a couple of really good ones that I really liked. thought they were funny. Shout Thank out you. to you, Tucker. <laughs> on the same side of that coin, on the on the other side of that coin, excuse me, we had the infamous tweet incident where uh, Dylan Benham tweeted out uh, from the Waste It Takes account, just utterly broken English. Um, it was after the Thursday night game. I'm trying to find the tweet. Hold on. I did not have it pulled up, which is my bad. Um, no. <laughs> does so the tweet was was worded. Does last night's day make you feel better or worse about Daniel Jones? Yes or no? <laughs> Dylan, care to <laughs> care to defend yourself? 
all right. So just tell me you were drunk. I was driving, not drunk. And so the point of the tweet was for it to not make sense so that people <laughs> would actually engage. So I meant to have it say yes and no. So and and uh, weak minded our, our good friend B Herrick fourteen had to be the first one to tell us that it wasn't true. But uh, or it didn't make any sense. But I didn't mean to have Last broken English. <laughs> so that that was Dylan um, Dylan also, you have a strange also, habit of sometimes just you're a smart guy, but you just have a strange habit of forgetting how to speak English sometimes. Or ty- type yeah, English at least. No typing. I mean I speak too, but I did uh <clears throat> I was the one who posted that I was fired, so I also three D checked right. everybody else there. So I thought that was Tucker. That's the fun of our ways to takes account. You never know who's tweeting. So make sure to go follow that. Uh, loser for me, Aaron uh, Rogers won last night, maybe not throwing games. So uh, the jury's still out on that. And then uh, finally, loser, the parlay, the official week, week two wasted takes parlay did not hit because of the Vikings. We will cover that. Um, but let's go right into wasted takes. I have Wait, a- I'm giving myself a winner. Oh, I opened up a restaurant on Monday. Oh, Tucker's opening 101 on Monday. Go check it out. Oh, oh no, just... I did on Monday. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. well, I didn't hear about it. Congrats. Um, Breakfast right now or what? Yeah, just breakfast. That's why I got to get up at 5. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So go check out 101 for some delicious morning fare and uh, eventually evening fare and afternoon fare. So congrats, <laughs> Tucker. That's great. Um, all right, Wasted Takes. I got a crazy one that I want to go with. Um, I couldn't really think of much. I had a couple that were like logical takes and I decided to go with one that is just dumb, but I love it. Um, I was watching the chiefs and the chiefs had a tough loss this week. Um, and I, something struck me, you know, uh, you know, there was all that talk last year about Patrick Mahomes being like the baby goat and he's on the cover of Madden and they, all their promotion stuff was baby goat. And, um, you know, people are already crowning him as the, the second greatest QB of all time. And he's won one Super Bowl. He's been to two, won an MVP. Great player. Great player. Patrick Mahomes is the most overrated NFL quarterback. Most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying he's bad. He's very good. He's, you know, a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's a top, probably top, he's uh, probably a top three quarterback in the NFL. But people are overrating him a ton. And I'll tell you what. The, the reason why is his team is so good and they've always been so good. He's never had to play without Kelsey or Hill. Just the huck it up, down the field, touchdown play that he runs. He, when he's in trouble, just back out and backpedal and huck it down the field. And Tyreek's always open every single time. Or pass it to Travis Kelsey. He runs by everyone, trucks a few guys and gets into the end zone. Um, so he is a great quarterback. He is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Um, I'm going to jump right in here and say not overrated at all. Um, one of my biggest reasons for it was last year's Super Bowl. If you remember the throws that Pat Mahomes was making that no one was catching, there were, th- there were throws that one person in the NFL could make. He can do things that no NFL player has ever done has ever been able to do. It's he's another level that's never been seen. So here's the thing, Tom. When I mean, he plays I've never seen a guy go fully horizontal, chuck the ball for an incompletion yards downfield field and hit him in the head. For an incompletion. Um 
here's the thing about Patrick Mahomes is when he t- plays teams that have good defenses and are well coached and cover up Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, they lose. They lose games. They it happened to the Patriots. It happened with the Bucks last year. It almost happens to them. They just I guess teams just run out of stamina because they start losing every game against a good team and then come back because Tyreek Hill just eventually runs outruns a guy. But if teams can clamp down on them, he can't do anything. Put him on a team like a mediocre team. I bet he's not that good. Just saying. No, no, hundred percent disagree. Anybody Cam? else? Cam? It's very stupid, and my take actually is going to be, uh, I just thought of it. I had another one, but I'm going to go with this one. because got to let a, Dylan go. There's a better suited. No, I will. Uh, but I, I think this is this is just a terrible take. Uh, he's he's so good, and he puts it up with stats. You can say it's Tyreek Hill, but he still makes the throw, and it's... I, <sighs> Hmm, Cam, I, I remember when, when Mac Jones was coming up and Devontae Smith was open every play, and I said, he still make has to make the throw, and you're like, that doesn't matter. No, it's completely different. Mm. Because Patrick Mahomes has to run around and dodge everybody, and Mac Jones never got sacked or touched once. Yeah, and I will say NFL versus college defenses are a huge difference. I'm just saying that the argument uh, is that he still has to make the throw. No, the reason you directly why contradicted that. Oh, no, it's not. It, Max is a three-step dropback, and the guy's open. Patrick Mahomes is a three-step dropback, duck right, dodge left, spin all over the place, and then they're open because defenders can't cover. He's a good ball. player. I'm not saying plays. he's a bad player. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he's vastly overrated. If this gets one vote, I'll be disgusted. I'm voting for it. Uh, Dill. Yeah. Oh, I might vote for this too. Yes, let's go. Um, I've actually been waiting for someone to bring this up. Not like obviously he's very good, and I think we all agree there. Uh, and I think that just because the guy can make unbelievable plays doesn't mean that he's uh, the baby goat. Like I, I think Trey's kind of also. Um, Exaggerating a little bit, I think. I'm making it a good show, dude. I'm making it a good show. People's feelings towards Mahomes. I think you. I think you said that he was the um, the second greatest of all time, or like already. I don't know if people are actually saying that, but if they are, I think they are. Then I would agree that that is well overrated because he's only won one Super Bowl, and what do we know? It doesn't count. Win two. So. I would say that <laughs> there's enough. If he plays consistently like this, he will win enough Super Bowls, and then you will have the argument uh, that he's already the greatest, second greatest, or whatever. So, um, but there's no overrated in his skill. I think everybody agrees that he's vastly better than many others at the game of football. And any others? Yes. I, I, I don't know if he's be- vastly better than any others. I mean, I think he's got a great team around him. Put Tom Brady with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. What happens? He wins yeah, every game wow. and score and throws 75 touchdowns. I mean, you doesn't put, have you the put, most dynamic offense in the NFL as well as the top O-line. Doesn't have Tyreek Hill. Yeah, or Tom Brady. Chiefs O-line's really good, too. Didn't mention that. If you put Mahomes on any other team, any other bad team, <laughs> that Mahomes. team's going to be immensely better than 
the team's gonna be immensely better. I love. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I love Mac Jones. I because he can run. Or first round picks for. Well, obviously, I do that too, Tucker. I said he's a top three quarterback. I'm just saying he's overrated. I agree. All right, Cam, go ahead with your take. You want to know who's overrated in this league? And I've said this for a while. I never bought in last year. Josh Allen. I don't like this guy. Let's go. I've seen the, I've seen the Josh Allen of 2019 where he's laddering the football against the Texans. Didn't pull it out. I've seen the Josh Allen of last year where he relied on a stud defense and Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley had outstanding years. And this year, I'm just not seeing it. He has a 77 QB rating, 40-something, 44 pass rating. Maybe the flip-flop. I don't know. I don't think this guy's good. I think he's a big buffoon, and the Dolphins just dolphined it up last week. They're never, they're not good either. Um the guy has like he's like 27th in passing right now. Three touchdowns in the pick. He's not running the ball as well as he did last year. I think he was a one-hit wonder. The Bills. Everybody's hyping up the Bills. I don't think the Bills are that good. Going into the season, I was just on the the recency bias that the Bills were going to be good again, just because they were good and they didn't really lose anybody. I don't think that anymore. I think Josh Allen is already declining. He already peaked. He's no longer a top. 10 quarterback. He might not even be a bit top 15 quarterback. Maybe not a top 20 quarterback. I don't like this guy anymore. He's not having it. He already peaked. He's got three years left. Uh, Cam, I want to give you ask a question to you right away. Uh, AFC East prediction? AFC East prediction? Yeah. Bills. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense. But Cam, I 100% agree with you. Um, I have, have been kind of low on Josh Allen going into this year. I did. My hope was that he was still going to be good. That's my point of picking the bills over the Pats to win the division. My, that was my hope for my, at least for my prediction, not for my rooting interest, but for my prediction. Um, And I think he has gone right back to 2019, Josh Allen. I think he, you know, settled down last year. I think he did exactly what you said he did relied on his defense. Um, and, you know, I feel I still think there's that little piece of his brain that's loose rattling around his head being like, I should throw this ball 500 yards down the field and I don't care who's there. Or I should pitch this ball behind me to some random guy. Um, I agree. I think he's overrated. I think he hasn't done anything yet. Uh, I picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. Not feeling too good about that one right now. But, um, yeah, no. And, uh, Tucker, I think Pats are winning the division. I think the Dolphins are cooked. And I think uh, I think uh, the Bills are overrated. Uh, go ahead, Tuck. Um, yeah, I'm 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 not buying this one either. I think that he's overrated. In the fact that people were kind of treating him as like a, I think he's still top ten. I do think he's still up there. I think he got way too much credit for last year. He had a great year, but you know. You got to string together a couple seasons. He was pretty bad his first year. So everyone just thought once he made the leap, he'll never go back down. Kind of a come back to earth moment right now. Uh, but I do still think he's a solid quarterback. He's got one of the, I mean, he's just so talented in terms of his like arm ability, his ability to run, his ability, he's just stronger than everyone. Uh, so I think that he has all the potential in the world. And he will develop eventually, but I do think this year will be a huge setback year for him. Dale? 
<clears throat> I think Allen is uh, definitely right where he needs to be. I think most people put him at a pretty good uh, spot. So I don't think he's really overrated or underrated. I don't think he's a bum. I don't think he's great. I put him second tier uh, behind the best of the best in that 5 to 15 range, whatever you want to call that range. I'll consider that second tier. Um, So like Tucker said, it's just the digress factor or the progress factor. You're at that stage in your career where you're past your rookie years. Now you need to uh, show how much growth you can uh, get in the next three to four years and then really show the rest of the world how good you can become. So everybody gives everybody a little bit of slack on the rookie few years, but then you need to become that greater, better player, turn into a real veteran. Um, So that's the next hurdle that Allen needs to get over in order to be considered one of the top. I don't think he's there yet. And I don't think people put him there yet. All right. Uh, Dell, you got a waste to take for us? My waste to take is also a football take. The Patriots beat the Jets this week uh, on the back of Mac Jones and just some terrible plays by Zach Wilson. We'll get into it later. The Patriots, I think, are now 11-0 and in their past 11 games against the Jets. Yep, correct. Given, given the exact same rosters, the only switch, Zach Wilson is on the Patriots and Mac Jones is on the Jets, Patriots still win the game, hands down. That's the take. You put any of the anybody against the Jets against the Pats, doesn't matter who who the quarterback is. Switch quarterbacks, they still win. Uh, I agree with this. I mean, um, I think I want to talk more about this later. I have a topic that I want to get into about the handling of the rookie QBs, so I'm not going to talk too much on it. But I think that actually the the back the the way the Patriots won this game was from defense and coaching. Uh, I think. They out coat they out they outplayed the Jets. Obviously, I was a little disappointed in the offense. I think the offense doesn't look that great, to be honest with you. I think the run defense doesn't look that great, but obviously they bothered Zach and he chucked it up to him four times. Two of them were awful, awful interceptions. Um, and I mean, it's just a coaching difference. I think is what it comes down to. You've got Bill Belichick who you know feeds on rookie quarterbacks and rookie coaches, and he he got both of them this week. And, you know, the Jets looked like they did not know what was going on. I mean, if they didn't throw all those picks, they're right in that ballgame. Um, and, you know, they had they had some good plays. I was I thought they played decently on defense. And uh, but overall, I'm 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 excited, obviously. First one of the year. First one from Mac. But I think I think they can do a lot more. The Patriots. Uh, Tuck. Tuck, are you with us? Sorry, I have my mic off, but yeah, I think this game is all about coaching. I really do believe that regardless of who was on either team with these two rosters, the Patriots are going to come out on top. It just felt like that entire game was outcoached. The defense felt a lot better on the Patriots this week. Um, I mean, they looked good week one, but this week was a whole other animal besides the run game. But uh, yeah, Bill, I actually agree with you on this take. Cameron. Yep, both of four. I also agree. That's all. All right. Uh, Tucker, I think this kind of segues good into your ways to take. 
Yeah, no, I have a Ma- Zach Wilson take. A Mac Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson take. Uh, so, I watched Zach Wilson. I felt legitimately bad for the guy, which is not a good sign because the last QB I felt this bad for, Mitch Trubisky. Lot similarities, number two overall picks, bunch of better QBs taken after them. Uh-oh. I think the Jets are getting the number one pick this year. And I think with the number one pick, the Jets are going to take a QB. I think, I think they're going to take the Josh Rosen approach. Just say, yep, bundled this one. All right, let's move on. I think this is a one-and-done year for Zach Wilson. I think he doesn't have it. I think the Jets are kind of already aware of that, and they're going to move on when they get the number one pick. They're going to see Spencer Rattler up there. They're going to say, you know what? I'll take this guy. So there's two things I like about this take. One is that Zach Wilson is putting up very Josh Rosen-like stats. So I love that comparison. Um, And two... I made that comparison first. I I don't remember that, Cam. So I'm giving the win to Tucker here. Um, Two, it's a very Jets thing to do. Also, the Josh Rosen thing, it seems like he doesn't really care that much about football. He was after the no. game. He was like, I just got to get my swag back. I know I'm a huge, important piece of this team, and I have to do better. It's like, dude, maybe reel it in a little. You're a rookie QB. They made him a captain. He wasn't even captain on his college team. Um, but honestly, I don't think they'll do this. Um, I don't think he's a good fit with the city of New York and a Mormon kid. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. He needs to get out of that city. They should trade him for like a third round pick this year and just move on. There's a lot of Mormons in like Denver or something. Yeah, no, <laughs> move him to Denver, move him to a smaller, like, you know, like a town kind of thing. If St. Louis still had a team, I'd say move him there. That could be a good spot for him. Best locations for Zach Wilson. Anyone got any? Well, we can talk about that in, in our next topic, I guess. Or I guess Fair we can enough. just I guess we can just start in our first topic and integrate your wasted takes. So I do yeah. think he's a hundred percent of what? No, I'm, I'll get, you. You can go, Cam. Don't worry. Um, so, I mean, just cut. Co- we'll just cover the ways to take and the topic here. Um, so the first topic was Zach Wilson's a bust, and I think he's a hundred percent a bust. And I, I liked him based off a workout video. I remember around draft time, I was like, I like the kid. I think he's. I think he's going to be good. I think he deserves that second pick spot. Um. And I was wrong. Cam was 100% right on this. Called him out as a bad QB early. Um, but I, I, I don't think they're going to move on from him. I think they're going to give him some time. Um, this is obviously a new team. You, you got to get some more help around him. Um, but I don't think they're going to move on. Cam? Cam, you there? I don't like it. Hello? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Nope. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. Um, I kind of like this. So, You're really I quiet. Think that he is gonna, I don't know what I'm so quiet. Go ahead. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Way better. All right. So I, I like this because I think he really is going to be so bad that they have no other choice. He, I don't even think he's going to finish the season as the starter. That's how bad I think he is. And there's a guy by the name of Matt Corral in, uh, in college out of Ole Miss. 
And um, that dude's legit. That dude's got it. Um, I think if anyone's going first, I hope Spence rather goes to the Jets because he's got awful too. And they just have back-to-back, like, plus takes that are so bad. Um, but back on Zach Wilson, man, he's awful. And I'm glad he's awful. I, uh, one more thing I forgot to mention, Tuckers. I think this this quarterback class that just came in is one of the better ones. I think next year quarterback class kind of sucks. So I think that's part of the reason they're not going to move on from him too. If the next class coming up was just as good as this one, I'd say maybe. But I think there's not one good quarterback in the next class. Yeah, man. Yep. But he's in my I feel bad for him category, which is not a good category to be in. It's historically a really place to bad place to be as a quarterback. And, and Trey, piggybacking off that, the Jets always jet, you know? So this would be the perfect time for them to pick another quarterback when it's the bad draft class of quarterbacks. So that's just what they do. No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, if you get one, Spencer Rattler is, like, still a pretty high prospect. Yeah, um, I mean, I so segueing to the next thing, the handling of these rookie QBs, I want to get everyone's ranking of the rookie QBs right now. Now, obviously, I have a bias. I think I'd go Mac. I think I'd go uh, maybe uh, – it's tough. I'd go Fields next just because he's not gotten a lot of time. I'd go Lance after him. Then I'd go Lawrence. Then I'd go Wilson. So, And I think a big part of this is the handling of these rookie QBs. I mean, you've got – so you've got Mac who is in the situation where he's starting every game. Maybe not ideal, right? But – they are, they've had the handcuffs on him. He's not throwing a ball into the end zone, as frustrating as that is. I mean, um, but they, they're taking care of him. They're making, they're getting him ready. I mean, he's got two really tough games coming up, Saints, and then the big daddy, the Bucks, where you're going to have a crowd, a home crowd that's against you. Brady's going to set the passing record. I mean, just to talk about a terrible day to be a quarterback for the New England <laughs> Patriots. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I think they're doing it right. It feels... I think he should be going right now. I don't understand why they're not. Like I said about the rhythm stuff last week. Um, Lance, obviously, haven't seen enough. So kind of in the middle. Lawrence and Wilson. Lawrence, I don't. I Obviously, I think he's the most talented. But the way they're treating him with just the sit back there, throw it 50 times a gay game, get your sack kicked in, and just like, and he's just sucking. He's looking bad because he has zero help around him. They're going to ruin it, just like they ruin every other player they get down there. Um and then for Wilson, obviously, I mean, he was talking about how they want him to sling the ball around um, and like he's got to just keep being a gunslinger. No, that's the wrong thing to do. I mean, those picks were terrible. The second one he threw that went through the guy's hands, he still could have dumped it off to the guy in front of him. But he chose to go to the guy over the top and threw it high as an interception. Um, and then the last one he threw was just a arm punt. It was miserable. So I think he's in the worst situation um, cause I don't think he has much of the talent to back it up either. I think he's a cocky prick and I think he sucks. But, uh, if anyone wants to touch, touch on the way these QBs are being handled. Um, yeah. Are we going to do, are we all doing a ranking or if we you just, want, uh, you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. So I, I don't really, but I don't like how any, anyone but Mac Jones is being handled. If I'm being honest, Trey Lance, like. Actually, no, I like the way Trey Lance... I think Jimmy's a winner, so why take him out? Yeah, I agree. Why take Jimmy out right now? So I like that whole situation. Let him learn behind him. Especially for a guy that was like a prospect, that was a good prospect, but need a lot of fixing up. So I think him to sit behind someone is good. 
Justin Fields, Aiden, he should be starting. Andy Dalton isn't good at all. Like, he's just a bad quarterback. I don't understand why we're giving and him And he's hurt. Chance. Like, it's he's hurt and he's still sticking with him. Yeah, but no, it's just, like, what do you say, Bill? But, Tuck, it's the same thing that you were saying before. It's like when, like, you have to tread that line of letting the the rookie sit and learn and versus play. Yeah, but do you do it to the extent of playing an injured quarterback so that you don't allow your rookie to play? I think well, he said he could go. I don't know. He said he could go, so I, I figured he could <laughs> go. What I hate the most is that the, the comment after Bunyaki is – yeah, he got injured, but we're gonna we're gonna put him in there anyway next game. As long as he obviously he's gonna say he's good to go. No quarterback ever calls himself out of the game. I think Justin Fields just needs to take the reins. It's the Bears. You're in a bad division. Might as well just let him out there and see if he can make something happen. Um, as far as Andy Dalton goes, he was one of the one of the few this week, or one of the many this week to. Uh, Get injured. How many total injuries were there? A ton. Yeah, so Tua, uh, Carr got hurt at one point. Baker got hurt. They both came back into the game. Tyrod, uh, Carson Wentz, Cam. You just <laughs> missed a cutoff. You just missed it by about a couple <laughs> quarters. <laughs> double ankle sprain is the most Carson Wentz injury of all time. Yeah, just the 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 constant thing I've been talking about. Glass bones sprains both his ankles. I mean, it was. It, it seems like there's always. It seems like there's always that one week of the year where all the QBs get hurt, like every single one of them. I mean, I, and this I was that week. Like, I feel like a double ankle sprain is a way more athletic person injury. Like a double ankle sprain feels like some dude like jumping up for the ball, like has a fifty inch vertical, jumps too hard, and sprains both of his both of his ankles. I don't know oh. how Jason Wentz could do this. No, it, it reminds me of the. Of the kid in grade school who's a doughboy that just gets absolutely destroyed, like flattened by somebody, <laughs> and his shoes come flying off, and then he just happens to pop out both of his ankles because he's got weak ass legs. That's what this seems like. I mean, the way he plays football, you, I, that he is a double ankle guy. He's a double ankle sprain guy. That's the way he plays. Like he just, he got a shovel pass interception. Like he just runs around and gets hurt. That's his job. Um, I don't know how you can get a shovel pass interception. I didn't see the play, but it's legitimately impressive that he did it. Uh, Cam, you got anything on injuries? Um, the biggest injury that for you guys, I think, is going to be what's going on with Tua. Because if he can't go, Jacoby Brissett is not the guy. Not it, the guy. He's, baggy, he's, baggy jersey is a bad look. His thighs are giant. Enormous. They got bigger. They are huge, and it's not good for them. Tua wasn't great, but at least he could do like like I said. I think last week when Tua and Mac pretty much played the same game, they both played what they needed to do and kind of let the defense battle it out and see if they could score. And Jacoby's not doing that, so if Tua's out. I think that's a big win for you guys. Well, Dylan, so, Dylan, you put this in the agenda, so if you if you want to touch on it, Tucker, sorry, Tucker, you go first and. Dylan, Dylan's think, the one who put this in the agenda, so I want to get to him. Yeah, absolutely. I think Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback is an absolutely hilarious thing because for like the last four years, 
he's just been used as a guy when it's like, all right, QB sneaks and Hail Marys. He's got a strong arm, so we'll throw him in for that. And then we'll put him for QB sneaks so we don't hurt our actual quarterback. And now he actually has to play quarterback for the first time in five years, and I feel like he's just confused by this whole situation. Like, he's just been planning. I feel like they just trained him on throwing the ball as far as possible and getting hit on one-yard run. People forget like uh, Jacoby Brissett has the same record as Mac Jones as a Patriots quarterback. Just want to put that out there. Oh, wow. Better record than Cam Newton. Better win percentage. Exactly. Dill, you got anything on Tua? Yeah, so, I mean, we've kind of been high on the Dolphins a little bit. Um, maybe as a collective. I know Cam a lot more than the rest of us. Um, but I think this this goes back. It doesn't go back to my take when I was saying uh, Flores is too good of a coach for the team because they're going to be mediocre. I, but they're just going to be mediocre regardless of who's the coach. I think that um, going with Tua is a, was – not a choice that everybody agreed with. Um, I know he was the future of the organization and what they had um, and have still. Well, he's hurt now, but um, lefties don't make it. That was part of why I brought it up. I wanted to bring in the lefties take, but lefties don't make it. Um, I seriously had doubts with Tua simply because of that. And I don't know if that's like a bad thing, but is, is there any truth to that? Like, why do we not yes. see lefties? I, I mean, the lefty thing, I've always stood by that. You can go back to the old days. Lefties were fine back then. Ever since, like, Mark Brunel, the lefties just haven't had it. Vic was a lefty, but he had running game. Any other lefty, Tebow, terrible. Tua, hurt. There's, it's just don't be a lefty, honestly. Don't be a lefty unless you're going to play a different position. I, I've, Cam, I totally – like, that's why I was – I remember last year, Tucker – you were kind of on, you were like a tool guy. And I was like, I don't like him because he's a lefty and I can't agree with me. Yeah. I so, just think it's crazy how this team is going. I mean, they got trounced this week and Tua got hurt. And now they're just in, a, they're in a terrible position. I mean, we had, we had this team picked last year to win the division. A lot of us did. I will um, say lefties make great college quarterbacks. I guess yeah, you, got, I even go you that got far. Tim Tebow, you got uh, what's his name, Matt Liner, you got Tua, like you got these guys that all won natties as lefties, and then Tim Tebow and Matt Liner were both absolute busts in the NFL. Okay, that's true. Now this brings me to a co- another injury of Tyrod Taylor. There's a couple things going on now. Tua's injured. Tyrod's injured. There's one connecting. The two quarterbacks is Deshaun Watson. Is he going to start now that Tyrod's out? Is he going to get traded now that Tua's out? The Dolphins might be desperate mode, and if Tua can't go and Jacoby plays like that ever again, I really think it's it's a possibility that they trade him. I don't think they're going to play him. I think they'd rather play Dave, uh, the Texans. That is, I'd re- I think they'd rather have their rookie just go and see if he can't, you know, be something. I really think if Tua can't go, Deshaun is very seriously might go to the Miami. I think Deshaun it will never play again for the Texans. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to trade um, trade him because I don't think they're, they're going to get the ask, asking price. If they bring down a ton, they might. He would look good in Dolphin uniform. Um, I got a name. Cam Newton. 
Bring in Cam Newton. See what he can do. Uh, you know, he was looking better this preseason. Not good, but he looked better than he did last year in the preseason. So bring in Cam Newton. Um, speaking that's of... Actually a, that's actually... Sorry, but that's actually a great idea because I don't think they have any future in the next couple years with the Dolphins. I don't think it makes sense to spoil picks to grab to, to grab Watson. Pick up Newton. That's actually a great idea. And I would say I'd be worried like a Pats fan. Okay. I'd say I'd be worried as a Pats fan because he has the Patriots playbook, but Mac Jones was still teaching Cam Newton the Patriots playbook. Actually, the that, so I'm that not might really be, that nervous about That it. might be the sole reason why would why you would want to get Newton if you're the Dolphins. Know, just, to put him, just to put him in the clubhouse to teach everybody the Pats playbook. <laughs> so, things are looking better for the Patriots in uh, the Patriots-Dolphins rivalry. But we got a new rivalry on the, on the horizon. And it's the Vikings versus Wasted Takes. Now, this began all the way back in episode one when I said I hated the Vikings and that the Vikings... Um, you know, I hate Kirk Cousins. I think they're a loser franchise. Turns out they're one of the best franchises, the top 10 winning franchise. Never won a Super Bowl. But seven. But what? do you guys remember what we did? I called him a mousy little boy in, in that episode. Do you remember what we did after we first recorded? We went oh, to the Heritage. We went to yep. the Heritage and watched the Vikings lose. And from that night on, from the birth of this show, the Vikings have been a constant thorn in at least my side. And you guys, Cam, I know you've come 100% around on it. So basically, what's pissed us off this week is last week, Cam, and I think Tucker and Dylan bet on the Vikings. They lost. They did not cover. And then this week, they lost, but they did cover. And they cost us our parlay. Um, we would have lost it anyway with the Chiefs, but the Vikings killed it. Chiefs would have won if the Vikings uh, had had not covered. Um, but I just want to get everyone's feelings on the Vikings because I hate this team and they, we are actually in a rivalry against them. I hate, I hate the Vikings. I think they, they raided and pillaged villages back in the day and to have that be your mascot. Uh, it's just offensive and inappropriate in my, in my opinion. Um, now here's what I will say. I hate the Vikings. I hate their organization, but. I love Dalvin Cook. Went to my alma mater. Um, know him well. Personal, personally, have his phone number. Best friends. Uh, Get him on the show. I don't. I don't love Kirk. I don't. However, I I think you got to get Kirk out of there. I think Kirk deserves one last shot with a different organization that's not the Vikings. And he got one in Washington, but he wasn't there long enough. And the team was just terrible at that point. If he was a quarterback for Washington now, it'd be a threat. Um, but I think Kirk, you got to get Kirk out of there. Let the Vikings just drown in sorrow and misery. Let's get Kirk one more shot, see if he can do it for a different team. Uh, who? I mean, I'll jump in. Betting wise, uh, yeah, Tucker. Betting wise, you're a bet. You're a big betting guy. Yeah, so I was never an anti-Vikings guy, but you mess with my parlays, you mess with me personally. And the Vikings have just screwed everything up multiple times. I hate this team now. Uh, they're just they're just this team, when you look at them on paper, you're like, this team's really good. And then you watch them play, and you're like, never mind. They have all the pieces and just don't know how to do it. 
I don't even know if it's a coaching issue. I just think it's just like one of those things where the Vikings will Vikings it. Like, it was perfect how they did it this game. They had, did everything right. They drove down the field, you know, got everything. And they just missed a short field goal because they're the Vikings. Um, uh, I, I, I think we need to take a vow. No more Vikings-related bets, bets for or no, against. Never again. Never Vikings. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm against the NFC North completely. There's too much. There's too many question marks on every one of those teams. I don't want to touch any of them. Is oh, I think I know the Bears. I don't know. I don't know. The they don't even know. They don't even know them. I know the Lions they came know back them. almost beat the Niners. Goff looks kind of okay. Quintez Cephas is cool. Maybe he'll come out and, and win a game for it. I don't like the NFC North at all. Don't don't miss me with any NFC North bets for the rest of the year. Dylan, you got any thoughts on the Vikings? <clears throat> I don't. I don't really want to bring bring them up. I don't want to say the name. I think it's bad juju. Uh, so no, that team up in. The land of small soft drinks will be spoken again by me. All right. From one 0-2 team, let's turn back the clock to an 0-2 team a little dearer to our hearts on this podcast. I'm going to uh, have to stop you right there. Who's Echo? Yeah, what is the Echo? It's from Cam. Cam, any way we can fix that? I think he fixed it. He, he muted himself. Um, so let's go back to another 0-2 team that's closer to the podcast, the Giants. Giants 0-2, losing in heartbreaking fashion. Uh, guy jumps off sides. Uh, Washington misses the kick, gets another chance, and nails it. Obviously, uh, Tucker, we said we talked about Heineken. Played a great game. Um, Cam, your franchise not looking so good right now. Uh, I forget if you put them in the playoffs or not. But, what, what, I mean, give me your thoughts. We both did, Cam and I both did. Well, well there you go. I Yep, I did. I put them in winning the division, which obviously is still possible, but that is a must-win right there. We've beaten the Redskins the last five times we played them. Our um, word. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think he was offsides. I really don't. Um, whether he moved or not, I think he moved upwards rather than forward. I don't think he crossed the ball. That being said, should have won it earlier than that anyway. Shouldn't have even come down to that. I don't like the Giants right now. I really don't. I think... The problem is we got too many guys in the offseason, and they don't know how to play together. And we have a lot of talent out there. It's just not – the puzzle pieces aren't fitting right now. And Kenny Galladay is terrible. Dan Jones doesn't look at anyone except one receiver the whole entire time. And it's just – it's tough. I don't, I don't know what to think. I mean, my head is, is pretzel brain. I got I'll, I'll, I'll uh, jump in because – I two things on you on that cam. One, Galladay was screaming at Jones right before uh, the Giants came back to tie it up late. Right then they tie it up. Nope. He came out. Like, he came oh, out and said he was yelling at Jason Garrett, the offensive okay, player. Right. It looked like he was screaming at Jones. Um, but okay, I guess I didn't do my follow up research. Um, the other thing was to your point about the team meshing together. I think that the length in season may benefit them. And if you remember back to last year, the Giants only weren't out, were out of the hunt for the uh, the division based on like one game, right? Yes, with Doug, the idiot, threw the game 
Right. The, so if it, one game, right? So maybe if they mess and they can win that one extra game because we're playing 17 games now, I think that the length of the season might benefit them. It might, but the competition in the NFC East is all of a sudden better. Like the Eagles, Cowboys are doing a lot better than last year. So That's I, That's I have no hope. Tucker, you got anything on the Giants? Um, not much. Daniel Jones, is he good? Nope. That's basically the only How thing I have. This just bought How Daniel Jones a second comeback contract, though. How many times have we asked if Daniel Jones good between our group chat, or this show, <laughs> or my dreams? Because no one ever has given a solid answer. Yeah, you said no, but then sometimes you're like, I don't know, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's I, true. <laughs> I, I think that... It's, it's just the only way to describe him. He's good until he isn't. I think that his last year, he's just going to have a couple of big games, and they're going to be like, well, let's we should probably just sign him for another four years. And I think that's the worst case scenario is just Daniel Jones in a couple good games a year that makes you think, hmm, maybe we should stick, keep him around. He's just a little bit away from getting there. Um, you know what? You know what I'm ready to say? Give me Kurt. Give me Kurt. <laughs> oh, I got, I, a, I got a name for you, Cam. Aaron Rodgers. No, he's too old. I, I want somebody that can at least give me some like two or three years. All right. Uh, how about Zach Wilson for a third round pick next year? I no. Zach Wilson. <laughs> I wouldn't even no ever no. Please. I don't know. Jets quarterbacks they go other places. Uh, speaking of that, Tucker, great segue. We got uh, three teams right now that have are two and zero. Some of them being some good teams, some of them maybe not so much, but they are 2-0. Are we ready to talk about the Broncos, Raiders, and Panthers being for real? Let's do some fraud talk. Who's a fraud of the three? So I'll go right here. I got fraud Broncos, legit Raiders, Panthers. Uh, I think the Broncos, I, I just don't like Teddy Bridgier. I don't think he's a good quarterback, and I think he's going to fall apart at some point. I don't know. I don't have any reason not to like him. He's a solid quarterback. Like he gets it done when he needs to. I guess last year kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, Derek Carr, though, um, he's obviously having a great year. And the Panthers, I liked. I mean, the Panthers are my second favorite team, so I'm always kind of rooting for them. But I think I I always thought the the talk about Sam Darnold being ruined by New York was a little overblown. But after that Wilson performance, I don't think so anymore. I think he's a decent quarterback, and I think the Panthers are good. Um, Cam, you had brought this up in, in our chat. Uh, who you got being good? So I don't have anyone being a fraud yet. I'm not on the Broncos ch- uh, bandwagon yet because they played the Giants and the Jaguars. I know to not good. Um, that being said, Bridgewater is not making any mistakes. He's not turning the ball over, line protecting him well. Panthers, I'm not sold on yet either. Darnold is just too ugly to be to be hopping on his train at this early in the season. Gross looking man, hate him. Um, that being said, I am all in on the silver and black. I love Derek Carr. He's ugly also, but in a different way. And I think he's going to pass for six thousand yards this year. And I I just love this guy. He's he's finally playing a season. Knock on wood, he does not get injured because if he gets a full season with a team that he's finally meshing with, he could be really dangerous. They're incorporating Marcus Mariota well, 
and I'm all in on the Raiders. This is an 11-win team, and I I hope they make the playoffs and make a run. All right, fraud talk. So far, we only have Broncos listed as a fraud, fraud of the week. Uh, talk. I got no frauds on this list, but I will say I have the Broncos and the Panthers. I'm like, uh, not there yet. They're teams that are getting there. They're good. They got pieces. They're going to be good in the future. I think they have both have good futures ahead of them. They're not there yet. They're teams that I think maybe one of them makes the playoffs, but they'll be, you know, first-round exits. I'm not going to say they're great teams. I think the Raiders are 100% legit, though. I think Derek Carr is elite. Darren Waller may be the best tight end in the league. Uh, Henry Ruggs, so fast. That offense is actually good. And then I think the defense is making a big step. I think this is John Gruden's re-coming out party. I agree with that. I think John Gruden's a huge part of this. Uh, Dill, you got any any fraud talk? Um, I think the, the Raiders are an anomaly to me. I don't – or an enigma. I don't really know what to think of them. I can't tell if they are uh, good or bad yet. Uh, as for the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater – don't forget, when he was on the Saints, he played five games. He went 5-0. and oh. Episode 2, who do you want as your, ba- your your backup QB? Teddy Bridge, baby. So I think that you put him on a good roster with the Broncos are good enough that he's going he's gonna to be okay. Um, I I think we can't play too much into the 2-0 and oh yet because of the teams that they face. Um, but moving on to the Panthers, uh I'm not, I think it's the exact opposite. I think people are getting too hype over um, Sam Darnold right now, just after these two games. I think you got to look at his track record. I know that he's on the Jets, and the Jets are going to have everybody terrible. Maybe Wilson's great because he's just on the Jets. Um, more credence to that if the Panthers end up being really good. Um, I'm not ready to call them frauds, but I would lean on Panthers being frauds we'll, well see in a couple weeks. i mean if you're not ready to call them frauds then fraud of the week officially broncos so mark that down only only uh, one team has been called you. a fraud it's, it's the broncos what's your what did you say your opinion on the uh raiders was trey i think they're good they, they're they're good Carr could win mvp 100 percent could do it uh tucker you had brought this up uh what do you, what's your argument for Carr winning mvp other than the fact he's like leading the league in passing well, he's leading the league in any everything, uh, and I don't see them slowing up. They're in a shootout kind of division. They got the uh, let me are they, they though? The because they there. have the best team, one, top shootout, two team. Chargers shoot it out sometimes, and then who's the last team that I'm missing? Uh, the, Broncos. the Broncos. Broncos, which are not a shootout team, but um, yeah, I think Derek Carr is kind of a stud. I mean, he. Shred the Steelers, who are supposed to be this great team, defensive team. I think he's got – I mean, I think he's coming to his own. I think he's working really well with Waller, uh, who's right now the best tight end in the league, as I've already said. And if Henry Ruggs gets good at football with how fast he runs, it's going to be Tyree Hill. He's got Tyree Hill's speed. He's got the speed that Tyree Kill has. If he just gets a little bit more ability, he's Tyree Kill. And if you put Darren Waller and Tyree Kill on 
the same team. I mean, Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs on that team feels a lot like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Turns out Henry Ruggs, maybe not too fast. Maybe that was a misfire by me there. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. He's too fast to be good. Cam, who you got as your MVP two weeks in? Um, I have to go with Russ. I need him to win one. I, I, I need him to win one. That being said, I think the icing on the cake for all the Pats fans is Brady wins it. I have Brady as MVP. Uh, I have him yeah. as MVP and Super Bowl, something he's never done in his career. I had made that take. Yeah, I think I think he. It's probably right now Carr, Brady, Wilson. I would say not in that order. Just those are the the top three candidates, and then Mahomes is always in there too. Um, I like Wilson for it. I have to. He's on my fantasy team. All three of them, and he's never won one, and he's always comes out hot like this and doesn't end up winning. But hopefully, Russ does. Dill, you got an MVP right now? I think it's too early. Um, I don't really know how it goes, I guess, in the NFL, but I feel like most of the time the MVP talks, you know, it, it's got to be somebody that goes deep into the postseason. I don't see it being anybody that's not going to the postseason. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell right now. So I, I'm not even going to put any sort of dog in the ring to be like Michael Vick, you know what I mean? I mean, we're doing. We, obviously, it's way too early. We're going way too early predictions here. What's wrong, Cam? What's funny? I mean, he's just been going on about Aaron Rodgers MVP, and then he's just like, "No, is Aaron Rodgers going to win the MVP or not?" Well, wait, answer I the mean, question, it's, Dylan. It's a, that's a wasted take. I mean, obviously, uh, I want, I would have want that to happen for my own personal sake. Um, I also hate him, so I don't really... Do you hate him, uh, though? I think you really I, like I him. Don't, I don't like him. I really don't. I don't want him to win, uh, but I want him to win. So it's tough. I don't think he's in the running, though, right now. He had one, he had a very good game last week, but I wouldn't put his I wouldn't put his dog in the ring, if you know what I mean. Um, all right. Uh, Let's move on to a couple other good teams, I think decidedly good teams. Uh, Lamar getting his first win over the Chiefs. I mean, uh, it was pretty cool to see Harbaugh leave it in the hands of his quarterback, something you'd never see in New England, obviously, because Bill's a better coach. But, um, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this game. Uh, they did what they had to do. I still think Lamar could be a better quarterback through a gross pick six. Um, so, I, mean, I I don't know. I mean, good for Lamar, I guess. I hate the Ravens. Uh, Tucker, uh, what do you got? Yeah, um, you know what? I'm actually going to go the opposite side. I think Lamar's good. Yeah, going to say it. After two years of shitting on Lamar from episode one till now, I'm officially a Lamar guy. I mean, they ran that one play where they're just like, hey, let's just have Lamar run it up the middle and no one will ever be able to stop him. And no one can stop him. He's an incredible running back. And you know what? He was a decent quarterback, too. I still think his talents are more used as a running back. He won this be, game. He won this game as a running back. Like, he ran yeah, for he won 150 the game yards. as a running back. But he also threw for 356 yards. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just so out on him, dude. 
Does anybody have anything else? Now, last thing I'll say is, um, I think, one, the pick six, the dude slipped. He threw it, and the guy was down on the ground, and he was like, oh, man, Tyron's there. So it might not have been a pick or six. Um, other than that, I'm not sold on the Ravens quite yet because they always play the Chiefs close. They pretty much play everybody close. But I did love the fourth and one call where Harbaugh just trusted him. I think that's huge for Lamar, um, just knowing that he has the faith of, of Harbaugh in that situation. So I think that gave him a lot of confidence. Um, I think that could be an AFC championship matchup, potentially. We might see him again. So speaking of championship matchups, we've got the Rams versus the Bucks this week. Um, I love the fact that they're playing the Bucks playing the Rams. Rams look great. Um, I love for the Rams to kind of you know give them a real fight. Um, but one thing I have on this game I wanted to talk about a little bit is Gronk. Um, Gronk has four touchdowns uh, so far this season. Um, he is 100% back to the old Gronk. Um, and I think a big part of that is it takes a year to really come back from being out of football before you're back in it again. I remember last year, it looked like he was cashed. Everybody was saying he's going to retire. Um, so I think that he's going to be a huge part of this team. And I have I have a side take. I think Brady's still, obviously, still pissed at Bill, still pissed at the Patriots organization. So he's going to go ahead and try to break his record with Randy Moss for however many receiving touchdowns in a year. It was like 24. Um or something like that. So he's going to try to get Gronk that record, just spit in Bill's face again. But obviously I have the Bucks winning this game. But Cam, you you had said that you think this is a potential NFC Championship matchup. Yeah, I really do think it is. I think these are the clear-cut best teams in the NFC right now. Um, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Niners are all kind of on the fringe. But these two teams I've, I've been watching, and they can just score at will. Um I think the loser of this game wins the Super Bowl. That's my that's my take. I like that. Taking. I like that because match rematches are always going the opposite way in the playoffs. Uh, Tucker, you got any prediction for this game? Um. Yeah. I mean, I like the Rams because I hate the Bucks. So I like the Bucks in this game so that the Rams can win in the playoffs. Um. Because it's hard to be a team twice in the same year. Um, but I do really think the Rams have it all together in terms of a full team. Even, uh, Henderson looks good. I don't, they haven't really used Sony Michelle at all after trading for him. But, uh, I really think, I mean, they, how do you have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on the same team? They're probably the two best defensive players in the NFL. And you put them on the same team. That's disgusting. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks win this game, hopefully, so that the, uh, Rams can win in the playoffs. Tuck, you got an opinion on Gronk? You like Gronk? You hate Gronk? What do you think about Gronk? Mm. I don't like him. I anymore. hate him. I hate him. Uh, he quit on us. He's a quitter. I hate him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I just, he's so hard to hate. I hate him. He really is. Oh, I he's got that same personality that's just such a lovable Oh, nope, I think it's, it's annoying hard. though. I hate him. Uh, uh, I love. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Cam. No, I just I I I liked Gronk even on the Patriots. Um, 
I hate the commercial he's in where he sounds so dumb. He's in every and commercial, makes, by the way, too. He's in like 15 commercials. I can't get away from Oh, him. yeah. A lot of money. Um, I I loved what he said after. He said Cameron – or during the broadcast last night with Eli Payton, he said Cameron Bray went up to him and he was like, do you watch any film? And he's like, no, I just run by guys. And it's so true. That dude doesn't make cuts. That dude doesn't make moves. He just runs by guys. And it just – it's so dumb, but it makes so much sense – and it just works for him, and it's it's kind of maddening if you if you hate him like Trey does. But I think it's I think it's funny, and you just outplayed OJ Howard and Cameron Bray by running by guys. Uh, Dylan, you got any predictions for this game? Um, I I would put the Rams like I'm trying to think if I'm a betting man. I think the line's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be like Rams plus. It's gonna be too close to call right now. It's going to be too close to call, whatever that means. It's just a money line bet. Um, but I think the Bucks might are going to squeak it out just because we always, everybody always downplays Tom Brady and his capabilities, and I think he's just going to find a way to win. I don't think it's he's being sad, downplayed this year. I think he's being sucked off this year, uh, and he's going to he's going to beat this team. I think. Um, all right, let's do list, guys. Uh, this is one we wanted to get to last week. We didn't have the time. It's a great list, guys. Uh, let's try to run through it quick. It is mobile games. Um, so your mobile mobile video games on your phone, the ones that everybody got obsessed with for like weeks at a time and then never heard of again. Um, I've got a ton of honorable mentions here. I just want to fly through. 2042, Hill Climber, Tiny Wings, Whale Trail, Geometry Draft. Those are great games. All didn't make my list. Um, so number five, I'm going Pocket God. Pocket God was like the first game that I really wanted. Um it was a crazy, like, I don't think it would be on your guys' list, but, like, basically you had a bunch of little guys on an island, and you could do whatever you want with them. You could, like, try to make them succeed, or you could just straight-up torture them, feed them the sharks, hit them with lightning, sacrifice each other. It was I don't even remember, like, the point of the game. I hadn't played it in probably 10, 12 years, um, but I remember really, really wanting it, and I bought, like, paid for, like, the 99-cent version um, so I could play it on my iPod Touch. So, uh, Pocket God, my number five. Uh, Tucker? Yep. Uh, number five. I got my first one that I really remember getting into, Doodle Jump. I got to put this one on the list just because it was like that early game that I got obsessed with. It was like the first real iPhone game that I strongly remember getting into. Could just play it for hours. remember going to like the bathroom during class to try and play doodle, more Doodle Jump in my free time. Uh, so yeah, had to put it on my list. Uh, Cameron. All right, I also have honorable mentions. So I'll run through quick just in case you guys want to uh, take any of them. Doodle jump on there, light bike, paper toss, twenty forty eight, not twenty forty two, and temple run on my honorable mentions. You guys might be mad that it's not in there. Number five, I'm going tap tap revenge. Uh, also, one of those first games you get on the iPod Touch. Don't think I ever had it for an iPhone. Um, Good music and just kind of, you know, workout for your fingers. Was that the guitar one? Is that play. like the guitar one where you're playing guitar? Your guitar hero, but you're tapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dots. I don't. I did remember that game. Unlocked a memory for me there. Yep, there you go. Uh, Miss Barber would always say do finger push-ups before you get on the keys so you don't get arthritis. Uh, I just play a little Tap Tap Revenge, listen to some music. Titanium, first time I ever heard that song, turned out to be super popular. Um, so Tap Tap Revenge was a, was a little hidden gem, um, number five. Dylan. 
Uh, I'm going to go honorable mentions for me. I'm going to go uh, Geometry Dash, Angry Birds, Whale Trail, Cube Runner, Dots, and Temple Run. So those are my honorable mentions. Number five, I'm going Tiny Wings. I think, did, Trey, did you say Tiny honorable Wings? Mention. Honorable mention. Honorable mention for me. Yeah, number five for me. I remember sitting with my iPhone, iPhone Touch, ninth grade or tenth grade. My iPod Touch, Linnea, not iPhone Touch, sorry. Um, and playing Flappy Bird, it was Cracked Screen, not Flappy Bird, Tiny Wings. I'm all over the place. It's Both late. bird games. Um, and uh, I would sit there and just try to get that stupid bird to go down into the little valley so it goes flying back up off the screen. It's electric. Love that game. Tiny Wings. Uh, four, I got Doodle Jump, Tucker Falling After You, uh, a game I was super into in middle school. Uh, my dad got really, really into it with me. We would try to outdo each other on his iPhone for top scores. I think it was before I even had an iPod Touch. Um, so like sixth grade, I'm talking, sixth, seventh grade. Uh, I used to play that game a ton. I remember I liked the space level the best because it had this rocket power up that would get you super far that none of the other levels had. Um, so I'm going Doodle Jump number four. One of my first, like, favorite, my, definitely my favorite game. At the time, one of my first favorite games. Uh, Tuck? Uh, number four, I got Temple Run on my list. Uh, might be on your guys' list a little bit higher, but uh, Temple Run was another one of those games. Just middle school nostalgia. Got super into it. Remember playing it for hours. Uh, just, you know, everyone was always the first really competitive one where I remember everyone trying to beat each other's high scores. Would be high on my list, but everyone beat me in it because I just didn't have the attention span to keep going. I'd always die because I'd just lose interest. Uh, Cam? Uh, number four, I'm going Flappy Bird. Now, this this game is Whoa. probably on some of your list here. Um, <laughs> um, this game took over. This t- took over everyone's lives. This game was brainwashing people. And all you do were tapping a little bird through pipes. The graphics were not great. So easy to make. Probably was so cheap to make. You made it free. The guy started getting death threats, apparently, that he should kill himself because they couldn't be good at the game or something. And he ended up taking it off the App Store. I love that game. Dylan, I know you were a ginormous mm-hmm. Blackboard guy. I would go to the bathroom, like Tucker said. Every single class, I would go to the bathroom and play it for five minutes, come back, say, oh, sorry, I was taking dump. Nope, was playing Flappy Bird the whole time. And I would get so mad when I hit those pipes. I would throw my phone. Um, <laughs> Flappy Bird, number four. But the reason, sorry, the reason it's not higher is because it, it wasn't around for a long time. But while it was, it was it. Was it. Dale, four. Um, number four for me, I'm going Golf Clash. Uh, Golf Clash is a you know game you play against your friends. Um try to outfest each other in the great game of golf. Um, I'm not good at golf, but I'm damn well good at golf video, video games. Um, so uh, nothing better than beating up some of your buddies in between periods in golf class. Uh, okay, my number three, following Tucker again, I'm going Temple Run. Temple Run was a game I got highly competitive with, shout out Ben Harrigan. Um We would always try to outdo each other. I remember getting the power-ups. Like they had the different colored coins and then you had like coin magnets and stuff. Actually making this list last week, I did re-download Temple Run. I've been playing it a little bit. It's not hitting as good as it used to. I think they made some changes to it that I don't love, but just a fun game. I, I feel like the the first of a long line of like runner, runner games, you think of like Subway Surf and 
and uh, other games like that. There was a ton of mobile games where you're like running and trying to dodge stuff. Um, this was the big one. I remember Temple Run 2, shout out that game. That game was good too. Didn't make my honorable mentions list, but just because it was obviously a sequel. But I remember I scored, I think I might have a picture somewhere. I don't remember what the score was. It was huge, like multi, multi, multi-million like score. Like I played, I played one round for, I think, 45 minutes. Um, so Temple Run, one of the be- better games I, w- I was at, like games I was better at on my list. Uh, Tuck? Uh, number three, I got Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird, uh, already said by Cam, but uh, just one of those games that was so addictive and looked so easy but was so difficult. And the worst part about it, though, was that I would almost break my phone every time I lost at that game. That game, nothing has made me rage harder than Flappy Bird in my life. It is that it was one of those games where it was just brutal to lose on. And every loss felt terrible. Like other games, I was fine. I was fine. I don't think of myself as an angry person. If I lost in Flappy Birds, I would want to chuck my phone into a wall. Uh, Cameron. Number three, I got Among Us. Uh, oh. Relative, relatively new one. Um, Sussy. The reason why I did this one is it's it's a it's a game that you can play it with your friends live. It's a headset type game, like a very gamer. You can play it on your computer. I'm a mobile guy myself. Don't play it much anymore because they got rid of the chat bar. Um, but when I was working, and hopefully this never gets out, I would take Among Us breaks. We literally put this online every week for people to hear. <laughs> um, I would take Among Us breaks, and my friends would have a group chat and anyone like down for a quick one and we would just hop in during work and just take you know 20 minutes or whatever run a few games and pick a guy to vote out immediately every time oh yeah and if you're just with one other person like next to you and you're at 3 a.m just playing among us and you're just like let's just team up on this dude and they get mad um yeah a lot of fun it's i like you know killing people in in video games fashion so that's always fun didn't make my list because it's more of a computer game for me. But, uh, Dill. Uh, number three for me, I'm going Subway Surfers. Cam brought it up. Gave it a, gave it a yucky face. Subway Surfers was a great game. I, I would, uh, there was a few games where for some reason I could, I just had stamina. This was one of them. Uh, went for way too long, uh, like over a million scores and whatnot. It was crazy. Uh, Used to sit in uh, <clears throat> uh, Kyle Zinchuk's tenth grade bio class and just rip subway servers for thirty minutes at a time. It was great. All right, my number two is going to be the worldwide phenomenon known as Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Y- you said that Flappy Bird was a game that took over. Pokemon Go was nuts. That summer, I think it was twenty sixteen, right? Great summer, best summer ever, and everyone was playing Pokemon Go. You know, I had a job where I was outside working in a baseball field, had Pokemon everywhere. We were all comparing what we caught. I've actually gotten back into Pokemon in the past two years. I put out a tweet last summer, said that, or tw- summer 2019, saying, uh, declaring it officially back. Um, I've kind of tapered off in this past year, but now that I'm sitting at work with nothing to do in the state house and I got 15 Pokestops around me, I crank out a couple lures and just see what I can catch. I like Pokemon Go still. I think it's an interesting game. They added battles in, which I think a lot of people don't know, or they keep playing, um, which are great. Tucker 
who does not have as good Pokemon as me, constantly beat, used to beat me in Pokemon battles like last year, which sucks. But I, I like the idea of Pokemon Go into integrating the real world and the and the virtual world. You know, being able to catch Pokemon in public, put take pictures of them in funny positions. I have a picture with a, with Dylan squatting over an Oddish. Um, so Pokemon Go is my number two. Tuck. Number two, I'm following suit with Cam with Among Us. Uh, Among Us was some of the most fun I've ever had. You know what? I'm going to say I laughed harder than I ever have playing a mobile game, playing Among Us. I mean, I remember just, like, crying laughing playing it, voting out that random guy for, like, 12 games in a row. Um, It was just one of those games where you have, like, the group aspect to it, which made it so much better for me. I was full-on addicted for about three months of this game, just anytime I would, I'd just join random lobbies of people I don't know, just so I could play more, because I was just so obsessed with it. Cam? Number two, I'm going Geometry Dash, who's also in your honorable mentions. Uh, the reason I put it here is because I'm the best Geometry Dasher I know, and probably you guys know. Um, I want to say I beat the first nine levels, um, and I was introduced to it by Connor Parkinson, I think, back in like a long time ago, and I was terrible at it. I started playing, I was terrible, um, and then I just kept going, and I ended up just, there was something came over me, and I played it night and day. I used to build my own Among Us. It was one of the only games I actually bought the full version so I could build uh, Among Us tracks, and... Not Among Us. Or, sorry, Geometry Dash tracks, and you're not allowed to create them unless you can beat them yourself, so I had to beat it, and it was just a lot of fun. Spent a lot of my free time doing that. Took a little break from it. Then it was a camp counselor one summer. Everybody had Geometry Dash, like it was a big thing for the little kids on their iPod touches, and I was like, yo, let me see that real quick. Beat all the levels for them. They were freaking out. They loved me. They were showing their friends, telling them that they did it. Felt like a god, felt like a king. Uh, geometry Dash number two. Cam, you and I had a bit of a Geometry Dash rivalry in high school. We would we would be giving each other tips on how to beat levels and stuff, uh, if you remember that. Uh, Dill? I remember that. Wait, Tuck, what was yours? Uh, among Us. Oh, okay. Um, my number two, I'm going Bike Race. Another game. Oh, I forgot you, about that one. Where you got to beat the ghost of your best friend, uh, level up your bikes or get new bikes. Um, I always had the free version. Uh, and I, there was one that you could pay for, but I always went with the free version. You get got to learn the little tricks of how to beat every level, but then everybody knew the tricks, so then it was about mastering the trick, uh, and then you'd beat a level in, like, half a second. Um, I was never great at it, but I was, I was all right, but there's so many games played, just way too many games played. I remember everyone hacking their phone and getting the ghost bike. There was a known yeah. hack to get the ghost bike, and everybody yes. did it, and it Playing against our friends, everybody had the ghost bike. But if you played public matches, nobody had the ghost bike. So you just you just destroyed them. Um, I remember Tucker in California like three years ago. We downloaded Bike Race and we're playing it in line against each other. Um, mm-hmm. But, okay, I wanted to go one more honorable mention I forgot. Uh, Techno Kitten Adventure. You're a kitten. You're flying through space. For the oh, only yeah. reason, <laughs> it has the greatest song ever made called Sea of Love. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend you look up the techno song Sea of Love. Try not to get amped. 
Cam broke a mirror in my car, fist bumping to that song. So got to put that as my honorable mention. My number one's Flappy Bird. Um, for all the reasons you guys said, was a, was a nuts phenomenon. The competitiveness of it. I know Dylan was a huge guy. Um, I don't remember my high score. But this is a game that phones with it on it sold for like hundreds of dollars on eBay. I actually have my old iPhone sitting around and every once in a while I'll charge one of them up. It's got a shattered screen. I'll just charge it up because I know it has Flappy Bird on it and I'll rip out a couple rounds just and then I'll suck and I'll get mad again just like I used to in high school. But Flappy Bird is the goat of mobile games, the best story. Um, so I'm, I'm going with Flappy Bird. Tuck? Um, yeah, for me. I have Pokemon, but not Pokemon Go. The Pokemon that oh, you get, like, the oh, yeah. game. This game actually ruined my life for a little bit. I remember I had a girlfriend at the time. Wouldn't text her for hours because I wouldn't want to get off the app because it took a while to get it back on the app. Um, I literally, like, wouldn't do work. Would just sit in class playing it for hours. I did a school project on uh, giving up my phone for two weeks. Because I was so obsessed with the game that I need an excuse to like not have it around because it became like such a big part of my life. And so I had to just like not have my phone for two weeks. It was the only way I wouldn't play it. It was an absolute addiction, like nothing else. It was so nostalgic and all that. So yeah, it had to be number one on my list. You guys are you guys are unlocking mode. memories for me that I didn't realize I still had. Cam, number one. Mm-hmm. Cam, you're still with us? Number one? Dylan, why don't you go ahead? I was oh, muted. no, here he is. I was muted. No, I'm here. I was muted. Sorry. Um, can you hear me okay? Yep. 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 All right. So my number one, I know I said I was the best person I know at Geometry Dash. I was the best person almost in the world at Whale Trail. Now, I saw it on some of your honorable mentions. Maybe you didn't know about this about me. Uh, I have a picture here of my high score still from May 29, 2013. Um, I was eighth on the global leaderboard with a score of 6,504,757. That number means nothing to you relatively. However, I was eighth in the world, and that doesn't count the cheaters at the top, whose number was like 500 ones. Um, this game, you want to talk about taking up some of your livelihood. I would have study halls, and my study halls were, what, 49 minutes long? I would spend one whole study hall just playing one round of Whale Trail to get up to that score. And that would happen every single study hall. I didn't do any work, anything like that. I couldn't play it during regular classes because I, would, I wouldn't I would be able to, to do it because I'd have to pay attention. And However, I think there was an option where you could pause it. And if you didn't delete the app, like swipe up from it, it'll let you go back to where you were. But I didn't trust that. So if I was locked into Whale Trail, you couldn't talk to me for a long time because I was locked in for a while. Whale Trail, number one. Uh, Dylan. <clears throat> First, I'm going to do a couple more honorable mentions that no one else said. Uh, we got Fruit Ninja, Plants vs. Zombies, Jetpack, Joyride, Glow, and Balloon Tower Defense. Also some classics. Um, Tucker, were you saying like the GBA, like the Game Boy Advance, like emulator? Is that what you're mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That definitely kind of counts because you've got it on your phone, but another wild pick by Tuck. Um, I'm going number one all time, Flappy Bird. You knew it was coming. Uh, I spent a lot of time on Flappy Bird just like 
random time. But then when I got locked in, like Cam said, you're in study hall. You're going, you're going Flappy Bird for like 30 minutes straight. Um, I didn't know anybody else who could do it. Kind of like Cam. At one point, I was 29th on the on the global leader leaderboard, um, and that was like 832 or something like that. I have a picture of it on one of my old my old phone, I think. Um, but nobody believed me. I sent it in the group chat because, like, the one before that, the game before that, I did, like, 400. Nobody believed me. Then, like, 30, 40 minutes later, 801. So um, a lot of time spent. Do you remember the uh, the program where we would be seniors and we would, like, mentor a sixth grader yeah, in high school? I, I forget the kid's name, but I did that. Um, and we were sitting in the auditorium for some reason next to each other. And he gave me his phone, and I just went up to, like, 500 and something, and he was, like, in awe, and everybody was freaking out. He was giving it to his friends, kind of like the camp said with Geometry Dash. It was a great feeling. All right. Love that, that game. That does it for list guys. A great one. Uh, like I said, unlocked a lot of memories. So one last thing before we go. We've decided that we're going to start posting on Instagram the loser of the week punishment. So we've decided that if you get the least votes on the Wasted Take of the Week poll, and if you're tied, we'll do a coin flip as always. But uh, if you get the least votes, you will be punished, being punished, and we'll have it posted to Instagram and maybe Twitter. But as of right now, Tucker, you are in last place. I think we should start with an easy one. Just you have to do the cinnamon challenge if you lose. Does everyone agree with that? Wow. That's an aggressive, easy one. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. it's an easy one. It's a layup to get it started. We'll see. We we can't do anything too crazy because we all have jobs and we can't be putting us, you know, running around naked on Instagram. So uh, we'll do we'll do cinnamon challenge. So, Tucker, you're on alert. Haven't lost yet. Whoa, I'm not in last. Dylan's in last. Oh, yeah, how, I was about to say, how am I not? Oh, yeah. Last? Wait, no, you're Aaron Rodgers MVP. Never mind. Dylan, you are yeah. in last. So might need to run to the cinnamon store. Grab a, grab a bit of cinnamon. But that's Wasted Takes episode 90. 10 more to 100, boys. That's nuts. Um, check us out on Twitter. We're tweeting a lot more often. Check us out on Instagram. We're going to be posting some funny content. And uh, thanks for getting wasted with us. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you. See you.